0: The accounts you'll hear on Parsha Stories are original adaptations of the Weekly Parsha. Enjoy! You'll hear about a bush that burned, an evil pharaoh who never learned. God split the sea in half, but we still built a golden calf. We got the Aseret, broad, and so much more, in a fair schmoed. This week's Parsha is Bishalach, and picks up where we left off last week's Parsha, with B'nai Israel leaving Mitzrayim, leaving Egypt, as free people. Moshe had all of the people gather their things together, including Yosef's bones. If you remember, when Yosef was dying, he gathered together all of his family and said, Swear to me! that you'll bring me back to the land of Israel when the time comes for us to leave Egypt. And so Moshe and Bnei Israel want to fulfill this promise that was made to Yosef so many generations ago. And at the beginning of this week's Parsha, they do that exact thing. And as they are journeying out of Egypt, they come to a fork in the road, a decision point. They could either go the derech plishtim, the way of the Philistines, or they could go the very long way. Now, I imagine a conversation between Moshe and Bnei Israel where the Israelites were saying, Moshe, let's go this short way, the derech plishtim. It's much, much quicker, and it'll be easier to get there. But God says to Moshe, Moshe, don't go the derech plishtim, because the problem with derech plishtim is that there are team on the derech there are philistines that way and they will attack you and god said to moshe i'm worried these people were just freed from slavery a couple of days ago if they start to see that other nations are going to attack you and they have to start putting an army together they're not going to want to be on this journey and they're going to want to turn around so don't go the derech team. don't go the way of the philistines go the long way and so Moshe decides to bring the people the long way, just as God had commanded. But the people are starting to grumble a bit, and they say, oh, I'm not even sure Moshe knows what he's talking about. Do you even know that Moshe has a compass with him or anything? Why would we be going the long way to Eretz Ugh, oh, Maybe Moshe isn't much of a leader. What do you think? Should we start a complaint department? No, it's a little bit early for that. So as B'nai Israel is journeying on the path determined by God, they arrive to a sea, a big, giant sea, the Yamsuf. what we call in English the Sea of Reeds, but we'll call it the Yamsuf. And the Yamsuf was too wide to go around, too long to get across, and too deep to go through. And so the people said, okay, Moshe, now what do we do? We didn't go the way that we thought we should go. We didn't go the way of the Philistines. And now here we are at a dead end, the Yam Suf. And Moshe says, oh, come on, guys. God has been with us from the very beginning, helping us with miracles. I'm sure that all we have to do is ask God for a miracle, and God will provide So Moshe takes his staff, he lifts it high in the air, and he says, This would be a good time for a miracle, God. And nothing happens. Uh, That was weird. Um, Hold on. Let me try it like this. This would be a good time for a miracle, God. And nothing happens. And it says that Moshe keeps crying out to God, praying to God. And in the Tanakh, God says to Moshe, Why are you crying to me? Go forward. And this conversation between God and Moshe is talked about in this week's Davash, this week's Hadar newsletter for the Parsha. But Moshe keeps on crying out, This would be a good time for a miracle, God. This would be a good time for a miracle, God. And the people say, Hey, maybe we should just turn around. But unfortunately, they can't turn around. Because you see, meanwhile, back in Egypt, the pharaoh has once again changed his mind. And he says, Oh, those Israelites, they have foiled me again. But we are the strongest army in the world. And we are not going to be defeated by a bunch of slaves. And the Pharaoh gathers together his entire army, all of the horses, all of the chariots, are gathered together and they go pursuing and chasing after the Israelites. And I imagine them getting to that same fork in the road and being able to tell that Bene Israel had gone the long way. And they go, Oh, this is going to be even easier than we thought because they've gone the long way, which means they've got to be stuck at the dead end of the Yom Suf by now. <laughs> yes, they're going to be very easy to either bring right back with us or. Maybe even worse. Now, Bene Israel had scouts. They had Miraglim, who would travel up ahead, but also who would stay back behind. And the Miraglim come running up to Moshe, and they say, Moshe, the Egyptians are coming. The Egyptians are coming. And Moshe says, how far away are they? And they say, they've got to be three days away, but we can't turn around, because if we do, they're going to attack us. They have the entire army with them. And the people start to get very upset. And Moshe says, it's fine, it's fine. I'm sure that God is going to provide a miracle. This would be a good time for a miracle, God. This would be a good time for a miracle, God. And nothing happens. And the Egyptians are getting closer and closer and closer. And finally, the Egyptians get so close and the people get so worried, and is yelling, this would be a good time for a miracle, God. This would be a good time for a miracle, God. And finally, a miracle happens. But it's not the miracle you're thinking of. A pillar of fire comes flying down from the sky and stops the Egyptians right in their tracks. Now, the pillar of fire is so wide that the Egyptian chariots can't get past it. But they don't turn around. They wait right there on the other side, of the pillar and the Egyptians say, all right, we'll just stay here until this pillar of fire passes by. And now the people are trapped. Behind them is a pillar of fire, which has the Egyptian army right behind that. In front of them is the Yam, is the Yam Suf that isn't going anywhere. And they're yelling to Moshe and they say, all right, Moshe, I'm sorry to do it, but I have a complaint for the complaint department And Moshe says, what What is the complaint department? And they said, we would rather be slaves in Egypt than die out here. What's the problem, Moshe? You know what, Moshe? You're an Egyptian all along, weren't you? And this is all part of some big plan. There must not have been enough graves in Egypt. And that's why you brought us all out here to die. And Moshe's like, what? No, no. This would be a good time for a miracle, God. This would be a good time for a miracle, God, and nothing's happening. Now, finally, as the Midrash tells us, one brave man by the name of Nachshon walks all the way into the Yom Suf until the water gets up to his mouth, and just as he is about to drown in the Yom Suf, swoosh! The miracle that we've been waiting for. The sea is split in half. On either side, Are walls of water. On this side a wall of water, on that side a wall of water, and down the middle dry land. And B'nai Israel is finally able to pass through the sea. And once all of B'nai Israel is through, all 600,000 people are through, the pillar of fire goes up and the Egyptians start to pursue after the Israelites. And Pharaoh says to the Egyptian army, go after them, go after them. And he throws them in. Now, I don't know if that means he literally throws them in or he just sends them in. But he says, go, go, go get them, go get them. And the Egyptian army starts to pursue after B'nai Israel by going into the dry land in between the walls of water. But once B'nai Israel has made it all the way through, once the very last Israelite has made it to the other side of the Amsuf, the walls of water start to come crashing down on the Egyptian soldiers and their horses and their chariots. And they all drown and they all sink to the bottom of the Amsuf. And that is the end of the Egyptian army. That is the end of the threat of the Egyptians. And all of the army, except for the Pharaoh, die. And I imagine the Pharaoh walking slowly back to Egypt, thinking, "Where did I go wrong? And all my stubbornness—I've destroyed the great Egyptian empire." But meanwhile, on the other side of the Yamsuf, B'nai Israel start to sing in unison. Like in a musical, the people start to sing a song Az Yashir Moshe Vene Israel Et Hashir Hazot Ladonaiva Yom Rule Mor, O Zivizim Ratya Vayahili Lishua, Mihamocha Bailimaronai, Mika Moha Nedraba Kodesh. This is Shirat Hayam, the song of the sea. And it's not just singing with their voices, Miriam gathers the women together. And they all start to play timbrels. They all start to play tambourines. And if the you're women wondering, where did Miriam and the women get the timbrels from? Well, that's another question that's brought up in this week's Tavash. And this is why this Shabbat. The Shabbat, when we read Parshat B'Shalach, is known as Shabbat Shirah. The Shabbat, where we have the great song that was written and performed by Moshe and Miriam and all B'nai Israel with gratitude for God for the great miracle, perhaps the greatest miracle in the history of the Torah, the splitting of the Yamsuf, Kriyat Yamsuf. And so B'nai Israel is finally. Finally, free. They have nothing more to worry about from the Egyptians who are completely finished. And they are well on their way to Eretz Israel. But now, in some ways, the hard work really begins. Because B'nai Israel needs to become a functioning nation, a functioning society. And that actually might be even harder and we'll start in next week's podcast parsha shabbat shira shalom